Welcome to Impressions, a podcast of non-genre-specific, impressionistic music recommendations. There's an accompanying Spotify playlist for each episode. You can find it on our website, impressionspodcast.com. You might want to listen to the songs before or after this episode, or you might want to listen along with us. We'll give you a cue. I've got an impression. My name is Busy Hempill. My name is Nick Forrest. So we're back. I think the last time we talked was <laughs> August. So we're in an entirely different season. Okay. So this season is uh, sometimes called the season of the witch. And it's a fun song by Donovan. And it's a great way yeah. to describe an atmosphere. Yeah. Things are getting darker. The shadows are getting longer. Ooh, all the leaves are falling off the trees. So there, <laughs> silhouettes get spooky. <laughs> you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. The veil is thin. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about your veil thinning. Yeah, like, I, I love dark music. I listen to a lot of dark music. I love gloomy music. However, this time, I kind of imagined, like, a witch throwing a party. Mm. What would a witch who's trying to, like, I don't know, maybe they're new to their community. Maybe they just want to invite some people over to their house. How would they welcome people in mm. mm-hmm. while still identifying clearly as a witch? So my first one... You know, truly, I chose it because of the title. Uh, It's called Black Moon. It's from 1980 by an artist um, who's from Japan. Her name is Minako Yoshida. And it's in Japanese, but some of the key lyrics are um, Hide Where You're Going, Love Lost, Swallow Up the Black Moon, Blow Hard Into the Black Moon, Mm -hmm. and The Time Is Ending, Tense Against the Strong Wind, The Rain That Pours Down Into My Heart. (laughs) So, you know, it's gloomy in its content, mm-hmm. but its sound is very much, in my opinion, a witch throwing a jazzy little party. Great. So, Black Moon by Minako Yoshida. Impressions. I imagine that the song mirrored the day of the party. Yeah. So she wakes up in her giant pumpkin or tree stump, whatever she's decided to make her home. She's wearing like Mm. strips of silk as a nightgown. (laughs) She's like stretching to come and greet the day, imbibing her morning brew, deciding like what what is she going (laughs) to wear for this party tonight? Uh Uh, But then, oh no, she realizes she hasn't invited anybody. So (laughs) the chorus, she's like calling out the window of her her tree trunk home, Uh calling out for anybody to help her get the word out that there's this party that's happening tonight. And uh, she gets a response. There's this really cool vocal glissando that happens at Uh 143. And then the harmonies kind of come in. And it feels like her coven has arrived to give her strength. Yes. The glissando you mentioned, she's blowing fire into a candle to light it. Mm. Like by blowing across the wick, the candle sort of sparks Mm. into life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like black moon that I looked it up. It really just kind of means it's another word for a new moon. Okay. This idea of a new beginning, sort of starting a new chapter, fresh slate, clean slate, etc. I feel like it's almost like her debut. Mm. Like she's moved into this like tree trunk house. In the middle of a new forest mm-hmm. she's not familiar with. And she's just trying to, like, you know, put a, put out a good impression. Right. Just really, well, right. like, tell people, like, you're welcome in my home. My door is open. You need some bat's feet. I probably have <laughs>
end of the party or at the end of the song, you get the sense that like the spell has taken over. People are really mm-hmm. kind of losing themselves. Mm-hmm. Like perhaps you've imbibed something and it's altering your mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. It ends with these voices calling out and it feels kind of like a siren song. Yeah. Come in, come mm-hmm. in. The doors are open. Mm-hmm. My question is, is like, is it the spell that the singer has cast or is it just kind of the spell that any party has cast right I I mean I I think she cast the spell to get people to the party (laughs) but then I think the true magic happens at a party when everybody's there and they're all sharing their energies exactly okay like trying to be charming as a human as a non-witch human (laughs) oh I know it's like impossible (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Isn't that its own form of like bewitching? Like you, you are like totally. trying to cast a spell on somebody so they think you're interesting Absolutely. or attractive yeah. or whatever. Right. She's just a little more upfront about it. No, and <laughs> I love that. It's like I had a little bit of help from an essential oil. Yeah, like in a candle. Oh yeah, maybe. definitely a candle. <laughs> like yeah, when I kind of do my pre-party ritual, it is kind of casting a spell, and it's casting a spell to make myself feel more comfortable, which mm-hmm. in turn will make other people feel more comfortable. Oh, that's true. I never throw parties because I feel very uncomfortable having people in my (laughs) home. But I will go to your party. I'll be part of your coven. I'll get the word out. Nick's throwing a party. (laughs) Perhaps she's taught like a flock of birds to kind of like sing the tune of the song in that cool, like syncopated way. Yeah. They're like somehow like doing vogue. Yes, with with their their wings. So while your adult witch is having this like adult contemporary party where <laughs> yeah. everyone's like, you know, a fully formed adult coming. They're not getting uh-huh. sloppy and whatever. Yeah. I think the witches in my first song would definitely be throwing a sloppy ass party. Ooh, I love it. They're next door. They've lived in the neighborhood for a while. They're like, oh, fuck this new person. <laughs> they appear 16, but they're actually like a thousand years totally, old. Yeah. And they still kind of act like they're 16. Like <laughs> Kirsten Dunst vampire in Interview with a Vampire. Ugh, I know. I kind of structured my picks in the archetypes of Maiden Mother Crone. Ooh, good idea. From what I've yeah. read about Western witches, that's one way that they think about sort of their life cycles as witches. Mm-hmm. And, you know, women, you can map this onto because all women are witches. Ha ha. <laughs> But the maiden, the mother, and the crone. So the first one are, they're definitely the maidens. They're having a sloppy-ass party next door. Cool. It definitely feels like preteen witches starting to do a seance. And it's by a band called Hildegard, which made me think of Hildegard of Bingen. Oh, Bingen. yeah. Bingen. Famous yeah. Benedictine abbess who wrote a very well-respected treatise on medical plants, which some say uh, could be witchcraft. Mm-hmm. So anyways, this is by a Canadian band called Hildegard and it's called Jour Trois. Impression. 
Sort of the overarching feeling I got from the song was being a little bit too high at a party you were throwing in your own house and just like wanting to fucking go to bed, but everybody still being there and not leaving. <laughs> I've definitely experienced that. I got immediately both the image and like the sound of someone singing while like exhaling through smoke mm. and like piles of bodies. Mm. So there's, there's this like numbing of the edges everything's a little bit blurry mm. the spell mm -hmm. is maybe not going so great <laughs> <laughs> yeah they don't really know what they're doing they like maybe put a little bit too much rose quartz in the mix or whatever <laughs> so the spell isn't working that great they're kind of in their own world in the midst of a very crowded scene there's like this screaming that kind of interrupts this smoky cloudy reverie mm -hmm. um and to me that's the party raging on while she's like holy fucking shit like this is getting out of hand all i want to do is go to bed yeah and i'm saying she but that's just the gender i'm mapping onto the singer so i i love that you thought it was one singer because it's actually two. Oh shit i know <laughs> it reminds me of like inseparable girl friendships oh, that yeah. happen where like they have their own language like they're like uh -huh. almost like twins but Twinsy. they're not yeah. yeah but they're maybe not actually related but this like really deep bond uh -huh. i've never actually had this this is like something that i like have seen in in movies and feels uh -huh. very witchy to me but like yeah. a yeah. real like sisterhood with somebody who is not related to you by blood mm -hmm. so these like inseparable girls kind of like mimicking each other like you know even to their parents like they can't tell who's who there's this one part and i think it might be the first scream you're referring to uh -huh. it sounds like they're talking on the phone and oh, hey yeah. i just wanted to call and ask how was your day <laughs> and that reminded me of like middle schoolers doing three-way calling where they're like oh, yeah. like playing pranks so like uh -huh. kind of like little trickeries uh that they're they're testing the waters with before they can advance to like more magic that's cute <laughs> comes in it clears a little bit like it's a little less fuzzy mm -hmm. and she starts to feel the party and there's like this moment where like she kind of matches the rhythm of the party maybe the spell is working right. a little bit better right and it's kind of a relief like, yeah the rhythm becomes like very rocking very and everything is much more melodic like very smooth mm -hmm. compared mm -hmm. to this almost like creepy like mockery of a carousel yeah that's what the background to the first yeah. part of the song sounds like and so when it goes into this transition, it's almost like they found the spell that they want to cast and they're they're in it. They've like mm -hmm. are, they've set the tone and now they're actually doing the call. They're like getting into the rhythm and it's a very enticing song. Uh -huh. I, I haven't like really studied the lyrics, but I feel like they are, you know, they're like calling up a crush. Like that's who's on the other side of this three-way oh, calling. Yeah. And so the spell that they're casting is definitely a love spell with, yeah, 
probably too much rose quartz in it. And uh-huh. so they're getting a little uh-huh. bit obsessed with this person <laughs> or that person's getting a little too obsessed with them. Yes. There's lots of like weird noises coming mm-hmm. in in the background. Mm-hmm. Those are like the unplanned elements that are getting into the spell that these inexperienced witches are trying to cast. Like, oh, yeah. And you just have all of this extra stuff that like probably shouldn't be in there. Spell didn't go that well, I don't think. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think they maybe learned some lessons. Yeah, right. It was their good first like group spell that they tried. I think so. And like, yeah, like maybe they awakened like a demon from hell or something. Whatever. Whatever. It was fun. They'll deal with that in the next song. <laughs> exactly. Satan, I feel like, is a fraught topic, especially these days where Satan seems to be everywhere for um, radical Christians. That's kind of besides the point. (laughs) Part of my thought experiment for this song was I was like wondering what music would the devil listen to? And I kind of arrived at uh, Italo disco. Mm. It's sort of this like lurid, loose genre of music. There's so much of it and it all kind of sounds the same and a lot of it was really cheaply made. But despite all that, like it's fun and it's kind of goofy. And it, to me, it's kind of the music that would play in hell, mm. which sounds like a bad thing, but also maybe a really fun thing. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. witch from our first song, she wanted to heat the party up a little bit, so she put on some Italo disco. This song is called Satan in Love by La Bellini. I like that you associate Italo disco with the devil. <laughs> it's the devil's music. <laughs> I know. Like it feels silly, which makes it feel frivolous, uh-huh. which you could relate then to being wasteful, which we all know in our Puritan society is the worst thing you can do. Exactly. It's fun for the sake of having fun. It doesn't really have like a great purpose. Yeah, that sounds like the devil's work to me. Oh, the devil has arrived. He sure has. You know, the door <laughs> opens. No one has to open it for them. They don't open it, but the door just opens. Nope. They walk in. They're wearing like a beautiful goat skin coat that they shed and just you know it kind of trails behind them on the floor it's just all eyes on them like this maybe is the guest of honor Uh at some point during the song you have these like ooh gasps and I imagine that it's like (laughs) the devil's hands and their hands are like real hot actually and they like just like touch somebody on the cheek and they go oh yeah because it's just so hot is that like a sexy gasp or is that because like the flames are too hot could be both it could be both and that's the thing i think the song invites you to consider both perhaps there's a spell on the party where they can't they can't stop yes like they have they really have no agency in the party like yes it's it's fun and it looks fun but maybe if you zoom in on their eyeballs there's just like pure panic Malvivente ma poeta, se raggiunge la sua meta, 
mi verrà e poi mi vende se ne ha voglia mi riprende say satan in love it just becomes satin love and i was like me too i also love <laughs> yeah. satin it's so silky it's sensual it's also something uh-huh. that's like probably frowned on by puritans because it's too sensual like you feel it too yeah, much yeah, yeah. it kind of ends with the chorus it's a chorus where like everyone joins in and sings at the same time and so i imagine that like the devil's really enticing and entrancing everybody at this party, so much so that the party then kind of like bleeds out of this house and sort of into the woods. Yeah, and everyone's yeah, yeah. kind of following this like Pied Piper type figure uh-huh. out into the world, singing this song and enticing more people to join the cult of Satan. <laughs> They're just so charismatic. It's really hard yeah, to how resist. How could you not? Satin also, it feels so good. I, it's so it's so hard to resist. And guess what? Like, satin is really only good for, like, sleeping and, like, sensually <laughs> moving in. I'm pretty sure Puritans were not into either of those things very much. They're like, a comfy bed? So, Ugh. Yeah, Italo Disco, it's just pure pleasure, and it's so commercial, and it's so just, like, made for enjoyment and moving without much thought mm-hmm. that, you know, that that's what put me in hell. My, like, puritanical brain is like, that is the devil's work. Where's your work so, ethic, Nick? The chipmunk who's, like, wearing a little Puritan hat is like, but you guys, we have to wake up at 5 a.m. to, you know, do whatever the fuck we do at 5 a.m. Go till a field. Yes. Perhaps she or she. We have to bundle the wheat. You must. We must. Actually, at this time of year, I feel like all that prep work is, like, super important oh, yeah. for the Unless winter. You're going to fucking die. I know. I got 40 pounds of bad apples. Like, they just are not that great. It was a real bummer because they're like, you know, from farms. And I was like, oh, these will probably... They did turn into delicious apple chips. So I was like, that's that's been our prep for the winter. But we've already eaten all the apple chips. So we're not doing a very good job. And I just feel like if I were actually in Puritan times, I'd I'd do terribly. I I don't think I'd do very well. I would, like, eat everything. Like, everything would be gone by, like, November 1st. My witch, she's learned some things. She's come a little bit wiser and she's starting to know how to manipulate things around her. Mm. So we're leaving the 4-4 time signature and entering cool. a new time. Nice. This is a Juana Molina and the song is called Eras. Impression. I was immediately sort of put into spell world. You have this drum beat that feels spiritual Mm -hmm. that's paired with kind of like a mystical sounding synth. And then you have this incessant hi-hat that kind of just like drives the beat 
forward. Mm-hmm. But in my interpretation, it's it sounded like the artists summoning their own energy, like sort of building a ball of energy in the middle of their being that will eventually be let out by the end of the song. The drums, I called in a regular heartbeat. Like it's Ooh, so yeah. grounding. And yet there's something slightly off about it. And it's because it's in seven. Mm. For the synth, I called it a a rubber band sound. To me, that really gave me the sense that whatever sounds are existing in the universe, like she has the power to manipulate and kind of move them to how she wants them to be, which is why they start sounding kind of Mm taffy-like and and wobbly. Mm -hmm. She's starting some sort of matter and shape-shifting. She starts casting that spell with that chorus. I mean, this is a compliment, but I hope it doesn't come off as a diss. It felt like Radiohead, but like a much better version of Radiohead. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, yeah, I wish this existed when I was in high school. You know, this sort of like play of time signatures, play of um, acoustic instruments with electronic instruments. Mm Mm-hmm. The guitar and the drums are so sure in this song, which is such a nice contrast with a lot of the other kind of wobbly noises. They're so confident Mm -hmm. in how Mm -hmm. they're moving through this time signature. Yeah. To me, this is very much a song of calling on your own Mm -hmm. power and your own intuition to create a spell. Mm. And in this case, unlike the first song, this spell friggin' worked. This was a good spell. You got a little older. You're in the middle of the triad. It worked. Yeah. Another voice comes in. It almost sounds like someone like deeply exhaling. Right. It's almost like a chant or like sort of an electronified version of throat singing, but not quite. Sure. So that in my mind is when the spell really takes over and like light is beaming from all orifices. Mm. (laughs) Like the world is swirling around this figure. I thought the song ended right before that part. Oh, yeah. She counts to seven in Spanish. And then she says a couple of different things after that. But the one that she ends up repeating is seven lives I've waited for you. Mm. And she like repeats that until it's a whisper. And that's the point when you thought the song was over. But because she's doing that whispering, because there's repetition, it really does feel like a conjuring. And she gets to that point where it gets kind of silent and it's this moment of suspense of like, did my spell work? Mm -hmm. Is it gonna Mm -hmm. go? Mm -hmm. And then you're just sort of hit with these very bodily, very powerful noises that really elevate the sense of spirituality and transformation. And whether it is to call back a lost lover, or maybe she's singing it to herself. And she has waited for this person for seven years. Or maybe it was her witch friend from the first song who she hasn't seen in seven years. (laughs) (laughs) You're so right in saying it's a tricksy song because it's in an unusual time signature i kept trying to like bob my head and i felt like a white person at a which i am a white person at a concert <laughs> trying to like find the beat and they're like uh, 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 uh. Yeah. it's hard to find footing in this song it's hard to like sink into it because it has that seven time signature yeah. at least hard for me as a person with no rhythm <laughs> I, no, I was like the only 
reason I think is because like I was in high school band and yeah. we played these songs that teach musicians, young yes. musicians, like how to work in other time signatures besides yeah. two, three, four and six. And really mm-hmm. six becomes two, right. but whatever. And so like this case is like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, one, two, three. Mm-hmm. This is all going to get cut because it's boring and nobody cares. <laughs> I love it though. But <laughs> the point is like this, this thing that is so close to something that we can grasp, but just slightly out of reach. Uh-huh. I like it. That is pretty cool. <laughs> when I was in middle school, I was I was in our middle school jazz band. Mm-hmm. I played piano. I wasn't bad, but I was like so nervous and anxious. And so yeah. like we would rehearse twice a week at like seven in the morning or some ungodly hour. Yeah. And my mother would drive me on her way to work. And I was so nervous that I would throw up out the window of her car <laughs> every morning on the way to oh, jazz band. No. So I could see this song sort of like in a middle school like comedy about a nervous gay child going to jazz band, (laughs) kind of trying to summon that confidence, uh, but it not really working. Oh, man. I can just picture like you really think it would have worked when it gets to that like silent point. And then the... There's something about like jangly surf rock that reminds me of fall. Yes. I can't really put my I, finger on I it. I got it. I, I do you understand. Know what I, mean? I do. I think because it sounds yeah. muted, like there's a filter yeah. on everything that yeah. makes it sound like it's kind of coming from another realm. Totally. We've reached the end of the party. Okay. People are spilling out into the woods. They're traipsing home. They're a little bit altered. They're in maybe a more magical level of existence. Mm-hmm. They're drifting out into the pines. This band is called La Luce. They're from L.A. And they describe themselves as surf noir. Okay. It's called The Pines. And again, it's by La Luce. So it's a little menacing at the beginning. Like it sounds Mm, kind of mm. like a score from like a 50s cheesy horror movie. So (laughs) I really went into this idea of kind of teen rejects who are going to go cause some mischief on Halloween. Like are they going to go TP some houses after trying to crash this party and then they got kicked out of it? (laughs) They're like, um, this is an adult contemporary party. (laughs) So there's like this major kind of teen reject energy happening with this song like a line that came in in the california sky that made me chuckle because it just reminded me i love taking the bus in la especially like when kids are getting out of school because like these high schoolers will come on and like (laughs) inevitably there's like the kid that likes morrissey and even Uh though it's like 80 fucking degrees and super sunny. <laughs> They're like wearing a black hoodie and like they looking really sad. <laughs> like, so like, even though it's sunny on the outside, I'm still feeling real dark on the inside. <laughs> people say I can't be satisfied. 
my adult contemporary party, um, everyone's wearing like, I don't know, contempo casuals or whatever. A lot of tunics. A lot of tunics. A lot of turtlenecks. Mm. They've loosened up a bit and... Like, maybe you and a friend are like, hey, do you want to go, like, to 7-Eleven? Or do you want to go, like, get a taco a cold or a slice? And so you kind of yeah. exit the party. And because you're intoxicated or because you're just feeling looser from the party, it's kind of a fun adventure. Yeah. And so you go on this sort of, like, little side quest. And it feels like this adventure through mm. the woods. And you kind of feel like a teenager sneaking out of the house to do something naughty. When I was exiting a party with a friend, we went to a 7-Eleven and we both wanted hot dogs. Mm. there's two options there's like a small one or like a really hilariously big one okay yeah and the guy's like which one do you want i'm like um the uh the 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 german it's not as funny as i thought (laughs) long story short i chose the giant hot dog it was funny me and the cashier laughed because it looked like a giant dick okay the end I really didn't think about that story before I started saying it. It's a nice release valve from a party where you could kind of just escape right. and either go home or get a cold soda. song the witches they've reached the crone stage Mm -hmm. they're now able to integrate the knowledge that they've learned um, manipulating the elements being really in tune too with the elements like she's almost able now to become this slow hot wind that she is singing about the song is called slow hot wind and it Mm. is by penny goodwin I love a wind. Growing up in California, like this time of year also is marked by hot winds. So like in the southern part of the state, Santa Ana winds, in the Bay Area where I grew up, I think it's the Diablo winds. But uh, I do love a hot wind. They just feel like they're bringing something. Mm -hmm. There's transformation happening somewhere. Mm -hmm. It just feels very much Mm -hmm. like magic is in the air. The song starts with like cymbals, a flute, some other percussions, some rattles. And it does a really good job of uh, imitating nature. Like you were kind of plopped into this forest, even though it's actually all instruments like they're not sampling Mm -hmm. nature sounds or whatever and i love how much she uses her own breath as part of the sounds in the Uh song like Uh the first time you hear it's just like these deep exhales her exhales like leave her body and kind of integrate with these instruments really well and there are a lot of times when her her own singing transcends the background and it feels Mm -hmm. more lyrical but a lot of the time the way the it's mixed her voice really does mesh in with the instruments instruments that are in the background creating the scene Mm -hmm. where you really can't tell where she begins and the instruments end.
is definitely a song that evokes confidence and sensuality, mm-hmm. but confidence and sensuality that's kind of been earned by time and knowing yourself and working on yourself. Just like, you know, the crone through age and wisdom is this like beautiful, strong confidence and sensuality. The figure in this song can perform extremely powerful spells by using very little. Mm-hmm. Like the power is sort of fully embodied and coming from within. Yeah. She needs very little accoutrements to perform the spells. Just simply like the rustle through the trees mm-hmm. or like the cooing of an owl like is enough to enact the spell. Yeah. So there's this building of energy. She's conjuring this world. Her voice comes in after you kind of sink into the world and like get acquainted. Yeah. And then around 220-ish like the energy really breaks free. Her voice kind of interrupts that reverie and just powerfully calls out into this realm. Maybe you didn't even notice she was casting this incredible spell, but like the woods all of a sudden burst into light yeah. and like the sun erupts and like a waterfall appears out of nowhere. <laughs> and just this incredible amount of energy is coming simply by her hitting that note. When I think of crone, I think some people can have a negative connotation to it, but this song makes it sexy and powerful. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Like, I, I get, like, white satin sheets. Like, she maybe stole the sheets from the party and is now wearing them. Satin love. Exactly. Everybody loves satin. <laughs> exactly. That's witches. I hope you all are enjoying your spooky season. Yes. Do the things that you want to do. Bake some cookies. Carve a pumpkin. Make Make a a soup. soup. I know we're making a soup tonight. Do love a soup. Go out into the woods and cast that spell. But be careful. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We encourage you to follow our Instagram. It's uh, Impressions the Podcast. We have lots of episodes in our back catalog, so check them out. And we also have playlists with every song we've ever played. There's hundreds of them. Yeah, it's like 13 hours of music, so enjoy. You could drive across the country. That's all available (laughs) at impressionspodcast.com. Bye. (laughs) Those are our impressions.